Welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Our opening music today, Nana Muscuri with White Rose of Athens. She's the most popular ever Greek singer, singing White Rose in Athens in German, Weisse Rosen aus Athen. This program was researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 613 for release on Sunday, November 22nd, 2020. On Wayscan today, the radio scene on four little Greek islands, part one. We'll have dramatic information from All India Radio and our Australian DX report. Our opening song with Nana Muscuri, uh, she's one of the most popular Greek songstresses with worldwide popularity. She sings in a dozen languages, recorded uh, more than 300 songs. White Rose in Athens is one of the most popular. The words were written in German by Hans Brodke, who wrote more than 200 songs. Hans Brodke of Berlin, accomplished an accomplished DXer, has many uh, published monitoring reports, for example... Shortwave Radio Today became SpeedX in October of 1993. Here in Cyprus on shortwave frequency of 7205 kHz with programming in Greek. Well, Hans Brodke sent a reception report to the original AWR Asia in Pune, India 40 years ago. And he mentioned writing songs for Nana Muscuri. For the international traveler, the country of Greece in southeastern Europe holds two major areas of interest, their ancient history and their sun-drenched Mediterranean-style holiday resorts. For those who like to listen to our radio stories each week here in Wavescan and then read about them afterwards in radio magazines and on Internet radio sites, we add a third dimension, their radio history. Thus, in our program today, we present the story of four little Greek islands, part one, together with their history, their tourist appeal, and their radio backgrounds. We begin with the irregularly shaped island of Lesbos, the third largest of the many Greek islands. Lesbos is located on the eastern side of Greece in the Aegean Sea, a bay-like inlet from the Mediterranean. Here's Ray Robinson. Thanks, Jeff. In recent times, the Greek island of Lesbos has featured in international news as presented on TV throughout the world. During the Middle Eastern refugee crisis beginning nearly five years ago, some two and a half million people have traversed from the Arab countries through Turkey and onward into continental Europe. Multitudes of these refugees in their onward flight towards supposed prosperity have passed from Turkey over the island of Lesbos and into Greece. The island of Lesbos is 30 miles long and 25 miles wide, and it lies just four miles off the coast of Turkey, though it's 100 miles distant from mainland Greece. The local population numbers around 86,000 residents, though the island population is almost doubled during the annual tourist seasons. The capital city on Lesbos is Mytilene, which is mentioned in the Bible, in Acts chapter 20 verse 14. 
In AD 56, St. Paul and St. Luke, together with their travelling companions, stopped briefly on the island during the return trip to Jerusalem that St. Paul made towards the end of his third missionary journey. Incoming tourists from Europe and elsewhere are attracted to Lesbos by its quaint villages, popular beaches, hot springs, 11 million olive trees, petrified forest and archaeological ruins. This island has been dominated throughout its history by many ancient civilizations, including Greece, Persia, Macedonia, Rome and Turkey, though today it's again an islandic region of mainland Greece. Early Christianity came to Lesbos and thus far 57 basilicas, Christian churches, have been unearthed in their archaeological diggings. The island of Lesbos hit the international news on September the 9th this year when a fire broke out at the overcrowded temporary Camp Moriah, forcing 13,000 refugees to flee. A total of 10 fire engines endeavoured unsuccessfully to quell the blaze at this, the largest refugee camp in Europe. The hastily erected subsequent refugee camp at Karatepe houses 8,000 people, where living conditions are described as worse than previously at the now burned out Camp Mariah. The first radio broadcasting station on the island of Lesbos was erected near their capital city, Mytilene, which back in historical times had been an island separate from Lesbos. In 1952, a new low-power shortwave station on Mytilene was heard in England on 6240 kHz. The World Radio TV Handbook the following year, 1953, indicated that the power level of this new shortwave station was just 100 watts. For the next several years, Radio Mytilene was listed annually in the WRTH, and the last known monitoring reference to this station is found in the Australian Radio and Hobbies magazine for October 1966, 14 years later. Radio Mytilene was always listed as a private station, which means that it was probably not fully licensed, though it was tolerated by the government authorities, like so many other private radio broadcasting stations in Greece back then. A government-operated ERT FM station was installed at Mytilene less than 10 years later, around the mid-1970s. These days, all four of the ERT programme channels are heard on FM throughout the island of Lesbos, as well as more than 30 other private, unlicensed FM stations. Τα σπίτια με στο χιόνι καρδούλα μου Στο κάτω δρόμο του χωριού καρδούλα μου Σκοτώσαν τον Αντώνη, Αντώνη μου Σκοτώσαν τον Αντώνη, Αντώνη μου. Moving on to the island of Corfu. 
The island called Corfu is located on the other side, that is the western side, of mainland Greece. It's an island of rugged mountains and sweeping plains, together with a resort-studded shoreline. The melody, White Rose of Athens, was sung earlier as the White Rose of Corfu. The island itself is formed in the shape of a sickle. It's 40 miles long and only 5 to 10 miles wide, and it's home to a total of 2 million olive trees. The island's cultural heritage spans 3,000 years or more, and it came under the influence of nearby Italy and settlements of Romani gypsies and the colonial governments of France, Russia, England, Germany and Greece. In addition, Corfu was the vacation playground for royalty from Germany, Austria, Denmark and Greece. In fact, His Royal Highness Prince Philip, Mountbatten, Duke of Edinburgh, the consort of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, was born on this island, Corfu, almost 100 years ago. Corfu is listed as one of the most heavily fortified cities in ancient Europe, with its medieval fortresses and castles. The population on Corfu Island is credited with resisting the encroachment of the Ottoman Empire in the Middle East, and thus their expansion into Europe came to an end. Local historians on Corfu Island will tell you that two Christian missionaries, whose names are mentioned in the New Testament scriptures, visited Corfu Island with the ultimate result that the entire population of the island converted to Christianity. These two Christian missionaries, both of whom were associated with St. Paul, were known as Jason and Sosipater. Their names are mentioned in Acts chapter 17 verses 5 through 9 and Romans chapter 16 verse 21. Available evidence would suggest that the first wireless station installed on Corfu Island was not a Greek station, but rather a French navy station with the call sign FGC. Initially, the Greek government was reluctant to permit wireless and radio anywhere in its territories, though finally the government was stirred into action, and they laid plans in the mid-1920s for a nationwide network of wireless stations throughout their mainland and islandic territories. The callsign list began with the three-letter callsign SXA, which identified Athens, and continued through the alphabet with SXB, SXC, SXD, etc., The call sign for the Corfu station was SXK, and this station operated on 900 metres, or 333 kHz. Station SXK is considered to be the first Greek wireless communication station in Greece. Five years after the end of World War II in 1950, the Greek government announced plans for the installation of a medium wave station on Corfu, though progress was more than slow. In March 1957, the government radio broadcasting organisation ETA inaugurated a 50-kilowatt medium-wave station on 1,007 kilohertz on Corfu as a relay from the parent station in the national capital, Athens. That station is still on the air to this day with 50 kilowatts, though the operating frequency has been adjusted to 1,008 kilohertz. FM programming is also available. At the end of our program today, you'll hear Nana Muscuri singing the same melody you heard at the beginning of our program, though with the earlier set of words, White Roses of Corfu. And the radio story on two more Greek islands will continue in two weeks' time. Thank you very much, Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles. Ray tells us, by the way, that as of Saturday, the 14th of November, 
AWR WaveScan will now be heard on the Voice of Hope Network at the following times and frequencies. 1600 UTC, Saturday, on 17.775 kHz, that's Voice of Hope Americas, KVOH. 0600 UTC, Sunday, on 9680 and 11.680 kHz from Voice of Hope Africa. 1800 UTC Sunday on 4965 and 6065 kilohertz, again from Voice of Hope Africa, and 1730 UTC Monday on 4965 and 6065 kilohertz from Voice of Hope Africa. Also at the same times on the respective web streams of these stations, which are available at www dot voice of hope dot com that's www dot voice of hope dot com we have a message here from our good friend Rokas de Yoda frequency manager for M Globe SA in Madagascar now you know that this is uh, the old Radio uh, Netherlands relay station in Madagascar off the southeast coast of Africa uh, when Radio Netherlands uh, uh, finished using it, it became privatized and is now known as M-Globe. A new QSL email address has been set up to receive and verify listener or DX reports. The old address, monitoring at mglobe.mg, has been discontinued due to continuous spamming. The new address is qsl at mglobe. That's M-G-L-O-B, as in boy, Dot mg again qsl at mglobe dot mg and mglobe is spelled m g l o b as in boy and rokas tells us of course we are mainly interested in reception reports from africa the middle east and asia since these are the main target areas of our station however we welcome reception reports from everyone listening around the world Good listing in 73s, says Rokas Dioda, the frequency manager for M-Globe in Madagascar. Well, as we indicated at the end of our program last week, we bring you today the news about a series of recent dramatic radio events that have occurred in India. This information is provided to us by Jos Jacob, VU2JOS, who's the assistant director at the National Institute of Amateur Radio in Hyderabad, India. Here's Ray Robinson. Thanks, Jeff. In part one of our presentation today, we tell you the story of a slew of closures of regional shortwave stations in India. The information about each of these radio events is presented in chronological order of when closure is indicated, not in chronological order of when each radio service began. The very popular radio program with the Indian title Vivid Bharati was introduced in 1957 to counter the very popular shortwave programming from the commercial service of Radio Ceylon. For many years, this AIR program service was heard on shortwave in the very unusual procedure of synchronizing four shortwave transmitters on the same channel 10330 kHz. These AIR shortwave transmitters were located at Delhi, Guwahati, Mumbai and Chennai. The final broadcast on shortwave of Vivid Bharati was on September 4th this year, 2020, from a 250 kW transmitter at Aligarh on 9380 kHz. 
It was on July the 16th, 1958, that a new shortwave service was introduced in the city of Hyderabad, with the inauguration of a 10-kilowatt AWA transmitter from Australia under the Colombo Plan. This new station was installed at suburban LB Nagar. Their 50-kilowatt transmitter was installed 35 years later in 1993. This station was at times noted on the air with extended programming on 4800 kHz or 7420 kHz due to cyclonic storms on the east coast. This shortwave service was closed on October the 16th. One of the very oldest shortwave services in India was station VUM in Madras in Tamil Nadu state. The studios were in Mylapore, quite close to where local historians will tell you that the Bible character, the doubting disciple Thomas, was murdered and buried, and the transmitter was installed at nearby Avadi. Their subsequent 50 kilowatt transmitter, which was on the air in daylight on 7380 kHz and in darkness on 4920 kHz, was finally closed at the end of a magnificent 82 years of on-air service on October the 17th. A shortwave service at Bhopal was inaugurated in 1957 with 250 watts on 4940 kHz at night and 7150 kHz during the day. And back at that stage, there was no medium wave station in Bhopal, only shortwave. During the night of December the 2nd, 1984, you may remember there was a massive explosion at the Union Carbide Battery Factory in Bhopal, resulting in the death of some 16,000 people, with an additional half a million injured. This was the world's deadliest industrial disaster, though AIR Bhopal was apparently not affected by this phenomenal accident. There was a power increase at shortwave Bhopal up to 10 kilowatts and subsequently to 50 kilowatts. And this shortwave station was also closed on October the 17th, along with four other regional shortwave stations in India. Beginning in the 1960s, there were three unsuccessful attempts at establishing a shortwave station in Trivandrum, though finally a 50 kilowatt unit was installed at Mutatura on the coast in 1992. This station was also closed, according to a newspaper report, on October the 17th. And during the year 1992, a 50-kilowatt shortwave transmitter was installed in the city of Jaipur in the Indian state of Rajasthan. This station operated on 4910 kHz at night and 7325 kHz during the day. Jost Jacob states that he heard the end of their final shortwave broadcast at 11.21pm local time, 17.51 UTC, on 4910 kHz on Friday, October the 23rd. And that's as far as we can go this time. You'll hear additional information regarding major changes in the Indian radio scene next week here in Wavescan. Thank you very much, Ray Robinson at KVOH. Now let's go over to Bob Padula in Melbourne, Australia. Solar activity has increased recently. The latest report from the Department of Space Services in Sydney, New South Wales, had these comments. Solar activity was low on UT Day 11 November with a C2.6 flare from the new region. There is currently two numbered regions on the visible disk. 
No earthward directed CMEs were observed in available coronagraph images. Solar activity is expected to be mostly low for the next three UT days. On UT day 11 November, the solar wind speed was near its nominal levels under 350 kilometres per second. The total IMF varied mostly between 3.8 NT and the north-south component of the IMF range was plus or minus 4 NT. The solar wind speed is expected to remain near its nominal levels for the next three UT days, which at the time of writing were 12 to 14 November. The 10.7 centimetre solar radio flux has increased to 88, that's 88, and the daily equivalent sun, smooth sunspot number has moved up to 32, that's 32. This increase in solar activity has resulted in improved propagation and transmission into Melbourne here in southeastern Australia, particularly in our post-sunrise period on frequencies below about 12 MHz. This is a short summary made between 1900 and 1930 of key frequency occupancies as monitored here in Melbourne. 6060, the voice of the Islamic Republic of Iran, carrying its Arabic service. 6130, Swaziland, Transworld Radio from the Manzini transmitting station in African languages. 6170, Bulgaria, the BBC using the relay at Kostinbrod with programming in Persian. On the same frequency at the same time, the voice of Korea from North Korea with its European service in German causing interference to the BBC. 6180 Romania, Radio Romania International in its German transmissions. 7310 China, Taiwan, the Sound of Hope. What well, was a short summary of frequency occupancies made here in Melbourne recently between 1900 and 1930 and most of those frequencies are new frequencies recently introduced for the new B20 international transmission season just a reminder that full detail ADXR QSL cards are available by contacting this address the URL is simply adxr.org give it once again adxr.org at that address you'll find all the details about how you may send in a reception report and you can receive a QSL card via postal mail that's physical postal mail or via the internet so until our next program this is Bob in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia Wishing you all good listening, and thanks for being with us. Goodbye for now. Thank you, Bob Padula, in Melbourne, Australia. We have a reception report here from Takuji Sahara in Tokyo, Japan. 
He heard Wayscan from the IRRS relay on 9510 kilohertz at 1101 UTC. It was a rebroadcast of the old Radio Monitors International program from October of 1980. It says, thank you for the powerful signal from IRRS. I hope to listen to KSDA's wave scan easily here in Japan. And uh, he also uh, contacted the Asia-Pacific region office of Adventist World Radio and said that I found that your office does not issue QSL cards for broadcasts from non-AWR transmitters such as IRRS. If possible, I think that DXers who make similar mistakes in the future will be reduced if you add that when announcing reception report information in the WaveScan program. Well, we uh, have a rather long uh, QSL announcement at the end of each program, and unfortunately we don't have time to mention the addresses of all of the various stations that carry WaveScan. However, I can tell you that if you have a report for uh, WaveScan on IRRS, the Italian Radio Relay Service, you can send your reception report to this address, reports, with an S, at nexus, N-E-X-U-S, dot O-R-G. That's reports, with an S, at nexus, N-E-X-U-S, dot O-R-G. Thank you to Kuji Sahara in Tokyo. Well, to end WaveScan today, we return to the popular Greek singer again, Nana Muscuri. And this time she's singing the same melody, White Rose of Athens, but with the earlier words in French, White Roses of Corfu. Rose Blanche to Corfu. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson. Next week, we return to Nepal, the medium wave scene in that South Asian country. Also, our Indian DX report. Several QSL cards are available for WaveScan. Send your AWR and KSDA reception reports for the program to the AWR address in Bangkok, Thailand. Stay tuned for that. And also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa or to IRRS Italy, or to the AWR relay stations that carry WaveScan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air here in WaveScan, such as today's report from Bob Padula in Australia. They will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr dot o-r-g the postal address for awr qsls is adventist world radio p.o box 234 prakanong that's p-r-a-k-a-n-o-n-g prakanong bangkok 10110 thailand again adventist world radio p.o box 234 prakanong bangkok 10110 Thailand. The email address for other correspondence to WaveScan is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. Till next week, good listening, everyone. Pourquoi faut-il...